Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you are listening to High School Hoops with our hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Steger. All right, welcome to High School Hoops. The end of January, Martin Luther King week. So hopefully everyone was able to celebrate that great man, um, change the world. You can all change the world too is what I'm going to tell you for all the youngsters. Because I know some of my players listen to high school hoops. If you can believe that, it's crazy. Sometimes they'll quote me back. So especially you, Junior, I know you're listening. My point guard I know listens. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so hopefully you had a good week. Hopefully finals are going well. Anyway, um, so before we jump into this one, this is going to be my this is going to be my baby because we're going to talk about statistics. Before we do that, big shout out to first of all, Doctor Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. The reason I like it is all the workouts are on your iPad. Literally, the technology. If you know anything about kids, and when they're naughty and you take their phone away and you think that you literally they feel like you cut their right arm off, it's the exact same thing with this they can use the ipad their phone whatever to track their makes and misses to get workouts it's great trust me i can't i don't even know how to work all of it um so go over and check that out great people midwest people you know hardy people that live in the midwest in the winter in january uh mention uh, high school hoops or coach unplugged and they'll give you 350 dollars off your next purchase also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better nothing else i can take my wife out to dinner that would be nice if I'd like, I'd like to go above Panera. So <laughs> come join. <laughs> You'll get a mentor. I literally, anything that you've experienced, I've, I've, I was talking to one of my assistant coaches, anything that a coach has experienced is listen to this. I've experienced, I'm telling you right now I've, I've done, I mean, you name it. I've, it's happened to me probably at some point in my career so I can help you. All right. What's today. What's this week's, uh, so the, when Topic. I looked at this, I looked at this question. I, I really want to. I want to centralize it too because it's a big topic. Um, yeah. Looking at statistics within um, your team and um, and using it to better your season. So we're not looking at opponent statistics. We are looking at 
our team's statistics. So we're not looking at the other person's statistics. Right. So because um, we could literally probably do four or five podcasts just on statistics. And I think this would be. I think that would be a great summer one. Yeah, for sure. I don't you think that we could Absolutely. break down some specific things? Yes. Because in the, in the off season, it'd be let's go back and look at your season. Let's go back and look at. You know, we could look at one of mine. We could just grab a season. I don't care. I could change the names. Um, so, uh, so let's talk about statistics. So, so here, what statistics I, do you look at, Coach? Okay, so let me explain what statistics is. It's collecting, organizing, analyzing, and interpreting <laughs> data. I, I've taught statistics for 20-plus years, the high school level. Yeah, 25 years probably. Anyway, so collecting. A lot of you probably have crossover huddle, collect, organize. They do a really good job of organizing, analyzing it. So they put it in all these categories and then interpreting. The hardest part in the kids that take AP statistics, the hardest part is the last two. Okay. Um, collect and organize is easy. Analyze and interpret are the hard parts. So you can't look at a statistic in a single, I mean, there's all sorts of statistics that you will be given. You can't look at them as a singular thing, okay? Um, because one statistic has strengths and weaknesses. It has advantages and disadvantages. Um, so an example would be if I gave you a list of 10 numbers, one, 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 a billion. And then you took the average of those 10 numbers, that number doesn't really describe the list, right? There were nine ones and a billion. So you have to look at statistics not only individually, you have to look at them as a whole. And that's a hard thing to do um, because, you know, you look at, oh, God, this kid's effective field goal percentage is 55%, but his turnover percentage is 39%. So there's this cost-benefit that you have to look at. Um, there are some generic um, kind of, categories that will give you you know like the value point system um and all these other things that will plus minus systems where kids are plus minus depending on whether they're on the court mm -hmm. they're all they're all great what i look for is outliers um i look for things that are not normal and then i ask why and, and we were talking before we came on about this one that my son's turnover percentage is really low um, and why is it really low at this point? Part of it is because he lives in my house. Um, I, hate I hate turnovers. Part of it is kind of he, he it's a cost benefit for him. You know, am I going to attack the rim or am I going to get rid of it kind of thing? So um, that's where you got to look at, you know, is the, is the plus minus. One statistic I've started to look at is combinations of players on the courts together. Interesting. Um, where, you know, if you have one of the, you know, crossover or huddle of things, they'll look at groupings of five kids. And, you know, there's got to be a cutoff of, like, how many minutes they've been on the court together. Um, but I'm looking for I'm looking for combinations of groups that do well together. Because, you know, this kid might shoot really well, rebound really well, but he doesn't play really well with his four other teammates. Um, so that's one of the statistics that I've, you know, obviously assist to turnover ratio is a big one for me. Um, you know, I, I effective field goal percentage is important because I think, you know, I, we used to only look at field goal percentage, but the, I think the effective field goal percentage takes that three pointer, which is such a integral part of our game now. Um, so those are big ones for me. You know, obviously I'm looking at, you know, who's rebounding, who's doing it, who's, you know, 
shot selection, all those kind of things don't necessarily show up in a stats on a stat sheet. Um, you know, minutes played, all those kind of things. What do you look at? I'm, I'm going to talk about just some simple things for coaches, just look, starting to look at statistics. I think one thing you look at is free throws. Are you getting to the line? Key statistic. Um, I look at uh, um, the amount of defensive rebound percentages that I'm getting compared to the offensive percentages that the other opponent is getting. I think it's huge. Um, the other one that I – let me see here. I said assisted turnovers, combination of improves. Um. The other thing that I, I wrote it down to just before is that there is the cost and effect of what you do and what you are as a team as an identity. You know, your turnovers might be really high, but if you're running high-paced basketball and you're running and gunning and you're willing to take over some turnovers, then you have to be willing to – you need to know what, what statistics are and what the cause and effect of each is. I, so I, I agree with that 110% in that as, as well. Right, and it's like when my point guard has five turnovers and then my center has five turnovers – they're 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 in a different category, but they're really not in a different category. Does that make sense? Right. And then the other thing is that are your statistics what you're looking at is it based on what you're going to do to win games? So one year I had a team that did, wasn't a very good shooting team, and so we really focused on getting the ball inside. Right. And so we're looking at the shot chart. Are we getting those high percentage shots? And I would constantly show my kids, man, we're fifty percent here all the time then why are we taking all these shots on the outside that are 15 to 20%? I mean, the cost, cause and effect or the cost ratio of what is good for that team that year. So your statistics are going to be constantly changing build based on what, what your team is as well. I think it's a good point when looking at statistics. Right. I mean, and the thing is, I think it goes back to what I said. It's like, you know, I think there are some key ones like, you know, you, and again, I like to look at them as a whole, um, but I also like to look at them, you know, it depends, you know, maybe the kid's coming off an injury. So they're all good. Um, I think the the problem is it's the law of large numbers too. You know, um, if you're only four games in, it's going to be different than if you're 14 games in. You know, kid can go five from five from three and then go, you know, 0 for 22 kind of thing. So it's like you got to get enough of a data set to be able to make some conclusions about this kid can shoot, this kid can't shoot. Um, or this kid turns the ball over, or this kid dribbles too much, those kind of things. Um, you know, I, it's almost we have too much noise now, in my opinion, is the stats teacher. Um, it's almost like we're giving these, we're giving, <laughs> we're giving a loaded gun to all these coaches because luckily I'm a stats teacher. I kind of know how the numbers work and how, they, how you can kind of manipulate them and how they work. You know, I could convince you my 10th man is, should be playing more. I could. I mean, if you gave me enough time, I could convince you my seventh man should start and get six more shots. If you give me enough time, I'll give you the stats to show you. Um, so there's power in numbers. The problem is we're, we're giving loaded guns to people that don't know how to use the numbers. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I agree too. But I think sometimes team statistics are even more important, like looking yeah. at like um, efficiency. Com the, the, the combination. So the, the combination. Of kids, so like, yeah. like efficiencies of defenses, right? So if you're getting your butt kicked every time you're running a 2-3 zone and you're tracking that, I think that's very beneficial as you move forward with practice or that you have, like when I was an assistant, my, one of my jobs was when the head coach would call a set, I would track if, if we scored or didn't score. Well, if we run that set all year and we're not scoring on it, then why do we continue to do that? Right. So I think that some of those team statistics and efficiencies, I think efficiency stuff is huge when it comes to statistics because that really helps you plan your next couple of days in practice and what you can do and move forward with your team.
Yep, and if something's not working, I'll tell you right now, we tanked the zone we were doing early in the season because statistically it was doing horrible. Wasn't working. Don't know if the boys didn't believe in it. Blah blah blah. We, we got rid of it. It's gone. Um, so Which is fine. It's that's good yeah. practice, right? I think that's a yeah. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. I agree. Um, anything else? No. Okay. We got a question this week. Uh, I don't have a question right now. You don't. <laughs> have I caught him off guard. <laughs> uh, honest, I get to ask the question. Then. How, so how does it feel not? How does it feel taking a year off and getting off of winter break? It. From someone that's near the closer to the end of his career than the beginning of his career, how does it feel? Feels really different. Okay. Um, it, it feels um, it. It's like a almost a, a, a fi- I find myself being very stir crazy um, <laughs> because you're so on the go for so many years of being a high school coach or college coach and and you're just going and going and going and and, you, and now you're finding yourself like. Man, I think that sometimes I was more efficient when I had chaos in my life because I had to plan more. So right. I, I, I have like my whole day today planned. I can tell right. you what I'm doing till like nine thirty tonight. To be and honest, I can with you. tell yeah. you right now, like when school starting, I, my last couple of days at home have been more effective than my whole week beforehand because I had no basketball, I had no that. Right. And so I don't know. I I do find myself missing it. I feel there's times where you you have that lull and you miss it and you go to a game and sometimes I find myself kind of avoiding it a little bit because I think uh, I don't want to find myself missing it right now. Right. So I try to avoid it sometimes and. I don't know. It's, it's been a challenge, but it's, it's been a good challenge. I've been able to spend more time with my family and I think it's all about that, that person and what they want to do with their coaching career. I'll make the next choice. When I'm ready. Yeah. And the thing is, here's, here's, here's what I, here's my thought too, is um, with that is uh, you kind of know when it's time, like me giving up the volleyball job, but also it's like, you should have something like you had your family, you, you knew what you were going to, you, you didn't just quit to, or stop coaching because it was just to, to do it because you had, you had re like, I think sometimes these coaches do it and then they just like, they're, they flounder. Like they don't have, they don't have something like I'll probably be doing the podcast when I'm 92 and in, you know, Florida, like, Oh, I remember the old days. <laughs> old days we used to have you know right, there, was, so, there was no four point there was no four point I, line I when i used to coach i think my transition this year has been easy because you know i'm still heavily involved with my my school and helping out as a right. coordinator and helping other coaches and, and so you still got your hand in it like i'm never gonna stop i'll stop coaching but i won't stop coaching it's right. like one of those kind of things it's like i like i love this game this game has given me so much so i just that it was just i just wondered how it was like two weeks of like, holy crud. I, I try to do that during winter break. Like I, around Christmas, I shut down. So I've learned that over the years that I literally do nothing. Now the coaches and I will slack back and forth and we'll send ideas back, but it's 10 minutes of my day. I literally try not to think about it. I try not to talk about it. I try not to like, I literally have to shut it off for like, and I can usually do that around Christmas because we're not playing, we're not practicing. Right. Um, so it's like, you got to come up with these little things for yourself too, but, um, all right, good. Good Until next week, coach. Thanks. Bye. Sports social podcast network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>